Russia are promoted. They have their storybook ending. Super Ben Foster retires. I'm tacking this on to the beginning of this episode um, just because, man, what an integral part of the end of last season. What a legend. Gosh, Ben Foster. All right. I mean, English legend for a very long time. Great goalkeeper. Joined the club at the end of last season to help us get promoted. Had a 96th minute penalty save against Knotts County <laughs> to secure that victory for us. And um, it's just, it seems like his time to go now. And he definitely seems to acknowledge that. He seems like a stand-up guy. Like he's doing exactly what is right for the club, what's right for him as well. It's, you know, it's it's a little sad. It's a little nerve-wracking for the future. Um, I don't really know. You know, I like Mark Howard. Dude is good goalkeeper, but he's also getting up there in age. So we need, I just feel like we need a mid-20s goalkeeper that can make, like, just come up with us, get promoted with us repeatedly, and um, who can grow as we grow. So, I don't really know what the future holds with this. I know we've got a couple young folks. Um, I know we've got a young Irish guy who's very young um, who might be able to fill this role or might be able to get some playing time over the next few games. I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. I mean, I'm sure Mark Howard will be will be in goal for the next for the foreseeable future. I know the transfer window is still open, so we have the opportunity to go get a new goalkeeper if we want to. I'm not opposed to that at all. I think that might be the solution. Um, <clears throat> however, man, that would just make you feel real bad for Mark Howard. Like he was doing really well last year. He got us through the vast majority of the season. Then he gets pushed out uh, of the starting spot by, you know, a British legend. So, uh, yeah, it's it, lots of mixed emotions. He's definitely let in a few too many goals this this season. Uh, his defense has not helped him all that much, so uh, it's not entirely on him. However, he did mention in his Instagram post that uh, he feels like when a certain goals would go in, he was confused as to why he wasn't able to stop it. And that's a pretty big sign that it's time to, uh, to let somebody else take the job and move on. So thank you, thank you, thank you, Super Ben Foster. You are the man. You're a legend. Um, I, yeah, I mean, I watched every single game you played with, with Wrexham, seen you play in the past and yeah, you'll be missed. Uh, I'll still watch and listen to your podcast and, uh, yeah. Love you, man. 
Have a good career post-soccer. And now back into the regularly scheduled episode review of Welcome to Wrexham. Howdy y'all and welcome to the Wrexham Texan. My name is Jake Green. Thank you so much for joining me today on this podcast number, I believe this is number nine, and this is where it gets confusing. It's about episode five of season one of Welcome to Wrexham on FX. Um, the, the episode that we're going to be talking about today is called Fearless, but before we get into that, please, if you enjoy the podcast, if you like what I'm doing, if you um, actually, if you, if you have criticisms, if you have things you need to say about it, um, please review it. Get on Apple Podcasts or wherever you can to uh, review it, rate it, comment on it, share it, um, all of the things. Just, I'm trying to grow this podcast and I really enjoy talking Wrexham and I would like to continue doing this for a very long time. Um, however, that will not happen if if this podcast doesn't grow at least a little bit to, to I don't know, to, I don't know, there's something about just doing a podcast for like five people. Um, at the beginning, that's great. Five, you got to start somewhere. But if I'm still doing this for only five people after a full year, then I'm doing something very wrong and uh, not doing it properly. And I will probably have to call it quits. So um, I much prefer to keep doing this for years and years and years to come. As my sports knowledge grows, as my football knowledge grows, Hopefully, I'll become better at analyzing the sport as well as the documentary series. So if you want to follow me on Instagram or Twitter, it is WXM Texan, Wrexham Texan on both. And yeah, I try to try to tweet out some stuff during the games. I try to post a lot of stuff on Instagram. I'm much more attentive to Instagram. That's more of my medium. However, uh, I do like Twitter a whole lot and probably need to be a little more attentive to Twitter. Um, yeah, yeah. And uh, if you ever want to get in contact with me, you can message me on either one of those platforms, or you can email me at director at peacefulcproductions.com, which coincidentally is my website. Peaceful C Productions is my company. We produce podcasts, movies, TV shows, all sorts of stuff. So if you want to learn more about what my company does, you can head on over to our website or our Instagram, Peaceful Sea Productions. All right, let's talk about Fearless, season one, episode five of the documentary series. Gosh, this was a good, good episode. Chills multiple times. Um, it was, to me, Fearless is definitely a broad term for a couple of the stories that we, we see in this, but like it, it really is impactful and pertinent to, uh, to Rob Layton. That guy, we're going to talk about this in a little while, but man, that dude is fearless. He puts himself on the line all the time. And it was a great reminder watching this episode that he is, that he does that and that he's like that and that he is, he hurt himself for our team. Um, that's awesome. So we start out uh, seeing the Declan, Swan, Declan Swans practicing. Uh, the, I guess, 
unofficial anthem of Wrexham. Less than a mile from the center of town. Love that freaking song. Um, I could sing it all day long. It, it gets stuck in my head so easily. We get introduced to the whole band. Ben Jones, the drummer. Mark Jones, the guitarist. And Michael Scoot Het is the lead singer. Uh, yeah, Ben Jones talked about how they had written the song and they'd played it, they'd released it, and he had gone out around town and three separate occasions in one night in three different places, he heard people singing it. And he just was like, this is crazy. No one ever sings our songs. <laughs> and I imagine that is such a good feeling to have. Um, Mark said, you know, you need to pinch him. It makes him proud that people are listening to, to their music. And um, yeah. Yeah, Scoot says everything is looking better. So, um, yeah, it was it was cool to open on the Declan Swans. It's cool how big of a part they play in the series these days. Um, and hopefully, I'm hoping they're going to be featured again in the second season. Uh, that because they're just a delight to have around. Scoot is great on camera. He is very genuine. He seems like he would be somebody who doesn't crave the camera. Uh, I think, I don't know, something about him, something about how he interacts with the camera makes it seem like it's not his favorite place to be, but he will do it. And something about that is endearing, and I, I, I like that a lot. We then cut to Rob and Ryan talking about where is Wales? <laughs> Geography lesson from Rob and Ryan. It's clearly FIFA-related, halfway in when they get to the punchline of uh, it's it's not in England. It's in rest of world. And the whole rest of world bit is freaking genius, which was just a way for them to promote FIFA and uh, the game FIFA and let everybody know that Wrexham was in the FIFA game this year in uh, 22, FIFA 22. And I believe in a later episode, they said they were the first non-league team to be included in a FIFA game, which that's a huge feat. That takes a lot. I mean, it obviously helps FIFA that Wrexham is is huge now um, on the national scene, international scene. Um, so it helps FIFA. It helps Wrexham. It's, it's good for everybody. It's a win-win-win. And um, I love playing as Wrexham. I do it all the time. Uh, right now I'm playing a Career mode is just uh, a one player, but uh, my my career mode for a full team is 100% Wrexham, and I'm I'm like five six seasons in at this point. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's so fun playing as Wrexham. I think <laughs> I think four seasons in, I may have sold Mullen, which like crushed my soul to do. I also had to cut a few players that I loved over the over the years, so that's always painful. But um, yeah, I just love playing as Wrexham. Anyway, enough of that. Rob also mentions that anything below a top three finish would be a failure, and that those are that's a big statement. Like top three out of I think it was twenty four in the National League. That, that's that's a feat in and of itself. Like getting promoted is a feat. 
being top three is a feat. It, that, that is difficult. Every, there's so many people on even ground, and there are so many people struggling to get to the to the next level, get promoted. So um, it was interesting that that was included and that he said that. This is uh, an episode where we're introduced to, like I said, the entire group of the Declan Swans and now Annette Gardner, who I love Annette Gardner. She's awesome. She's one of my favorite people on the show. She's seems very genuine. Her her story about her husband is absolutely heartbreaking, um, and it makes you love her all the more. And I love that. Um, I love that when when her husband died, and she didn't come around for the soccer matches for a little bit. Her group that she sits next to in her season ticket seats came around looking for her. And that's just so cool. And it's something that I think speaks to the town of Wrexham and the people of Wrexham and how uh, this sport and this game brings people together and creates little families. And she was able to, you know, rattle off everybody sitting around her, how she spilled, spilled her drink onto, I forget the guy in front of her, Colin, I can't remember, um, spilled a drink on the person in front of her a bunch of times trying to celebrate and all that. And it's just interesting to see how sports can bring people together and make people a really tight knit family, they're not family by blood, but they're family by choice. And I love that. Um, yeah, I love that she also mentioned that her first football match she ever went to was out of spite because her family hated football. <laughs> I thought that was great. Uh, and I think later on in the series, you learn the four different types of Wrexham fans. And she her title is uh, Happy Clapper. <laughs> Just claps to try to get things going and i get that um i i know some happy clappers are in in my friend group and that is not me i am far more i will hold out hope till the very last second but it's a silent tense don't talk to me don't touch me don't look at me kind of hope <laughs> Just leave me be. The less you interact with me, the better my team is going to do in an uh, intense situation. <laughs> uh, that's that's kind of how I how I feel. Um, yeah, I just love the the bond that sports can can create for people, and it's definitely created that for me and a whole bunch of people in my life and in my family. Um, we're we're just a sports fanatic family, and. Uh, we grew up with a lot of people who love sports and it, it does bond you and it, it, it gives you a little, uh, little family of, of sporting, sporting nuts. <laughs> uh, we then cut to another super fan. He calls himself a Wrexham super fan is Sam Halton. This kid is one of the most well-spoken young men that I've ever seen on TV. He is so good with words. He's far better than I am with words. Um, 
and speaking. He's eloquent. He, he said he wants to be in the feeling, in that feeling of saving a ball as a goalkeeper. He wants to live in that feeling. That Those are words that people in their like 60s don't use um, and don't even know how to use properly. And so the fact that he was able to do that is <laughs> very impressive. He is an impressive young man. Um, and I love that he plays FIFA as Wrexham. I completely get it, Sam. That is freaking awesome. And he sits outside of the stadium after the games and tries to get autographs and gloves and jerseys and all that kind of stuff, which I used to do. I used to, uh, me and my buddies used to dress up as, uh, we, we did a little play on the League of Justice. We, we called ourselves the Major League of Justice, and we would go to MLB games um, in, in Texas, mainly the Texas Rangers. And they would give us free seats because we were such a highlight for a bunch of people and a bunch of fans and especially a bunch of kids. We would lead a bunch of chants and, you know, dress up as different superheroes that were based on different players on our team. So I totally get being an obsessed fan when you're this young. Um, it totally makes sense to me. Speaks to me. Uh, and he loves goalkeeping. He loves goalkeeping. Not a lot of kids can say that. I play, I play in a soccer league in Atlanta and in a few soccer leagues in Atlanta and no one ever wants to play keeper. And I love playing keeper. I used when I was actually playing soccer growing up, I was a midfielder and I was pretty dang good. Um, I had a couple friends who were pretty dang good as well. But um, these days I really like playing goalkeeper. I like the rush. I like being able to save it. I hate getting scored on. So me, I this 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 kid is like my spirit animal. Sam Halton. You're the man. I would love to have you on this podcast if we can just talk about all this stuff because I think we have a lot in common, dude. Um, yeah, you're yeah, fantastic. I love love playing FIFA, love getting players' autographs, and love playing goalkeeper. I mean, what more do you need? <laughs> we then cut to the goalkeepers. And this is where I mean I mean, fearless can apply to to uh every single person that they highlight in this episode. It definitely applies to Michael Hett, the singer of the Declan Swans fighting cancer. Definitely applies to Annette Gardner bouncing back after her husband passed away. And it definitely applies to Sam Halton, a kid who takes on, I don't know, a kid who does things that are, I don't know, would be stressful to most most kids and would give it, give people at least a pause, even adults a pause um, before before doing them. And then you get to Rob Layton. Um, start out as an introduction to the keepers. There's a lot of confusion while they're practicing, and it's cracking, cracking Lee Butler, the goalkeeper coach. It's cracking him up, um, and the audience as well. And uh, yeah. They, they mentioned that people see goalkeepers as weird and abnormal, but Rob sees himself as normal. And um, Parkey says that Rob is a consistent player and that a goalkeeper is extremely important because the one 
one quality you need to look for in a goalkeeper is can they make that game-winning um, save? And that totally makes sense. Like you need, he mentioned that you need, you know, a really good striker and you're only as good as your front line because, you know, goals win games. But the goalkeeper is the flip side of that. If you aren't blocking, if you aren't saving saving uh, shots, then you ain't going to win. <laughs> and yeah, they just talk about the, the dilemmas of, of keepers and how you could save 10, 10 shots throughout the entire game, but if you miss that last one, that's the only thing people will remember. People will blame you for that entire game and people will remember that. And that's rough. That is rough, especially if you're trying. It's. It, I think it's important for a keeper to forget those mistakes and move past them because the more you dwell on those things, the more they get in your head and the worse things are going to be for you in the future. And so the fact that you now have thousands and thousands of people, sometimes millions of people, reminding you of all the mistakes you've made constantly online, at the games, yelling at you. Man, what a rough, what a rough job that is. Um, you know, pe people sign up for this stuff. Like, it's not like you don't know that going into it. It's not like you can't figure out before you want to become a goalkeeper that, yeah, they get a lot of the blame. They get a lot of hate. They get a lot of ridicule from people. And so I don't, I'm not saying that it shouldn't be that way. I'm just saying that when it is that way, man, that is a, that's a rough place to be as a goalkeeper. I also love that Rob does his own home renovations, which I do. Um, love that. And his dad comes over and helps him. And he talks about how he never really had injuries to the last couple seasons. And injuries have started to plague him. He was knocked out three times in a year. That is crazy. That's a lot of concussions in a year. That is not good for you in the long run. And so hopefully that doesn't you know, affect him long term. But he's somebody who lays himself out on the line for for the team and it's really admirable and wonderful to watch we then cut back to scoot there's a lot of bouncing back and forth between stories in this episode um scoot going through his own issues he had bowel cancer he only has two treatments left which is great and his bigot bucket list is to, is <laughs> to see Wrexham get promoted and that, that as a bucket item cracks me up because you have no control over it like having on your bucket list i want to see the eiffel tower or you know i want to parachute out of a plane that's those are all doable because you have 100 percent control over whether that can happen it's just funny to have something on a bucket list where you have literally zero control uh, that seems more like a wish list rather than a bucket list but who am i to say he got his wish, um, which is fantastic. So we then cut to Chesterfield at Wrexham, and they make the editing. Okay, so the editing of this part of this episode, from here on out, from the introduction of the Chesterfield at Wrexham game all the way down to the end, 
gives me so many chills and makes me love sports, love Wrexham, love this show, love everybody involved in this show. It is fantastic editing. And they use the interviews and narration of people talking over images or video from the game, footage of the game, um, to really, they're, they're so good at this. They do this in future episodes as well. And I'm, I'm getting chills just freaking talking about it. So it starts off, um, Parky's talking about how home field advantage is a big thing, which is why it was such BS that they had no fans in the stadiums during all of 2020. So dumb. Home field advantage is a thing. And you have to make it as hard on the other team as possible as a fan. And that is one area where the fans come in to play heavily is during home games. Away games too, but obviously home games, there are much more of them. So Rob gets nervous before every game. I completely agree with that. I get nervous before the games that I play now. And I'm friggin' 37. Wait, am I 37? What year is it? I'm 36. <laughs> Jeez. I'm 36 and I play in rec leagues and I still get nervous before every daggum game. I used to get so nervous that I would almost puke um, before basketball games. That was, whew. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I just get really nervous before, before I play. And uh, Mullen talks about how it's the passion that attracts you to football and his drug is scoring. Um, scoring goals, that's his drug. He loves that feeling more than anything else. And yeah, they, then they, they just start showing a bunch of footage from, from the game and it just builds tension, builds tension. They talk about how these two teams are promotion contenders. And from the last episode of being downhill, going downhill and being very mediocre, um, you kind of know what's on the line here and you kind of know that it's time to bounce back and uh, Chesterfield gets a goal very early in the game, which kind of takes the wind out of the sails and then Leighton commits a penalty and it seems like there was some argument over whether or not it was a penalty, but turns out it was a penalty and in the end, he makes an outstanding save of that ball and chills, screams, fans are loving it, kind of gives the whole team a new life uh, going into halftime. The halftime <laughs> speech. Oh, man. Uh, I, I, I will always try to keep this, this podcast as family-friendly as possible, but um, Parky makes it difficult sometimes because his speeches are just so dang funny. You look, like a, you look like a bunch of fatty effing footballers is one of the funniest lines of a halftime speech that I've ever heard. I freaking love that. He is so intense. His assistant coach was so intense. I understand why people would respond well to Parky because when he needs to be, he goes after it. And when he needs to be calm, he is perfectly calm. It's great. Um, yeah, this is when 
there's an underlying theme song for for this series, and you probably know it. Um, I'm not going to hum it for you because, <clears throat> well, I don't know. Maybe I should. Maybe I should try to play it. I just can't find it anywhere. I've I've tried to download like the soundtrack and it's not in there. So it's the one that's like da 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 da. da. <laughs> if 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 you understood, uh, if you recognize that, then you know what I'm talking about. Um, it's amazing. It touch it, it. Music does so much to garner emotion and infuse emotion into scenes without music man some of these movies some of these documentaries some of these shows would be horrendous and terrible music changes everything and that theme song that gets played repeatedly throughout the entire um the entire series will be one that i remember forever and one that whenever I hear it will bring back every emotion from every game, every episode, every match, every moment of Wrexham that that I'm a part of and that I've watched and listened to. And it is gosh, it's such a good way to to evoke emotion. So yeah, the theme song starts popping on. All the all the people are in the all the people that are interviewing are in the background talking about how Rob talks about how you, Rob Layton talks about how you live. You have to live for today. You have no idea what's around the corner. Paul Mullen says everything is just a memory. Enjoy enjoy it while you're in it. Sean Winter says loves seeing his kids in it. The narration over the game chills. Tozer launches one, and Mullen pops it in with a header, and eruption elation complete and utter enjoyment and I'm getting chills from my head all the way down to my feet right now because that moment um, is impactful in so many ways and it's a good it's a perfect representation and a perfect way to end this episode is this promising things are looking up Scoot is finished with chemo and he hopes people will remember his songs yeah, it's just promising. It's a promising sign. It's good. Good things are coming. And Rob and his son playing video games together mentions he doesn't remember any specific game, just the bonding experience of watching, which I don't fully agree with, but I completely understand the sentiment behind it. I do remember very specific games and many of them. However, I understand the sentiment of what he's saying and how it's the bonding experience that is one of the most important parts of sports. So yeah, great episode. I loved this one. I love fearless. It is fantastic. Thank you all so much for listening to this episode. If you have any questions, concerns, comments, please hit me up on Instagram or Twitter um, at WXM Texan or email me director at peacefulcproductions.com. Again, thank you all so much for listening. I'll put out another one of these tomorrow. All right, y'all. Up the town.